Hello, welcome to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Here you will find cutting-edge information provided by the best experts in the world so you can learn how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Bruno de Gama is the Brazilian Health Nut in a mission to solve the problems you have when trying to lose weight forever. He is a nutritional therapy practitioner, a certified personal trainer, and a holistic lifestyle coach by the Czech Institute. Don't forget to say hello and sign up to our free newsletter at www.brazilianhealthnet.com. Let's go. Okay, thank you so much for being here with me today, Charles. I super appreciate your time. Can you tell a little bit about your background? Who is Charles Elkster? And also Vice.com consider you to be like the healthiest old person alive. I put this old under quotation because I don't like this word. <laughs> oh, I, I like it. I, like it. <laughs> I, I, I am not anti-aging. I am pro-aging. Awesome. <laughs> Now, <laughs> I, um, I don't know exactly how to um, answer your question. Background, I was born in uh, England. I went to school there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, we did, uh, we did quite a lot of sports. I was in the uh, first eight rowing, and I was in the second string uh, boxing and uh, second uh, 15 uh, rugby. Mm. Mm. Cool. Uh, and you also were a dentist, right? If I'm not mistaken, I was uh, reading some articles about you today. Yes, uh, that is that that is important. I was a I was a dentist, and one of the places that I studied was in the United States, and that was at uh, Northwestern University in Chicago. Wow. Okay. And, nice. Um, After I worked until I was 75, and then after, well, actually I started it before, but I published a newsletter on clinical dentistry until mm -hmm. I was 82, which I unfortunately um, disposed of. One of the reasons being that my wife had just died, and the second reason was that I thought that I would not live until I was 85. <laughs> But um, what happened was that I was um, I, I had discovered that there was a rowing um, uh, category for 63, uh, excuse me, for 60 when I was 63 and uh, I and another partner, we, we started rowing together. Right. And then uh, in uh, 1997, uh, he dropped out and I went on uh, rowing internationally. And, and I, I was rowing for 17 years, uh, almost every year in the um, World Masters uh, rowing uh, regattas in various parts of the world, mm -hmm. um, including, by the way, uh, Princeton, USA. 
I'm close to Princeton here. I'm in New York City right now. So we are close. Awesome. That's a nice story. I have so many questions for you, Charles. <laughs> it's crazy. Usually, you know, usually I have a little script, but today I ask all my social media, everybody, like everybody was excited to send me questions. So let's try. Uh, hope we can cover most of them. But the first one that I have for you here is actually when I was uh, watching your TED Talk today. And really caught my attention when you said, like, the three things to su have a successful aging. Yeah. And you said work, diet, and exercise. But you said in this order. Absolutely. So that means work first, right? Absolutely. So can you Absolutely. expand a little bit? Right. Absolutely right. I was, uh, um, at the age, from the age of 82, I was unemployed for eight years, and I found that terrible. And at the age of 90, I was able to get a job in a fitness group in uh, Germany. And because I was so expensive, they fired me when I was uh, 92. And uh, since 92, I'm trying to become an author. Now, the most important thing uh, is, uh, in my opinion, for healthy life is work. Now, you can take an example of the uh, Queen of England, who um, obviously does not go jogging in the um, uh, in the uh, in her park at uh, yeah. six o'clock in the morning, but she has a job. And um, the other interesting thing is the thing that probably keeps her fit is that she has so many engagements, and all the engagements involve standing. That, mm. that is uh, it's, uh, an actual fact. We know today that, uh, oh, for example, uh, research from Northwestern University to show that uh, sitting is, is really um, bad for you for long periods. But uh, the, the most important thing about work is that you not only use your brain, but uh, commuting, for example, is um, something that requires a considerable amount of, uh, of energy. There's a, um, a considerable amount of energy is um, uh, expended um, during uh, occupation. That's, um, in my opinion, um, having a job is one of the most important things. In my personal opinion, the reason why so many people have chronic diseases because they retire. Mm -hmm. And um, you mustn't forget that, um, that uh, um, chronic diseases are what they call preventable diseases. They are not, um, shall we say, a um, definite part of, of uh, old life. It's entirely dependent upon the um, particular lifestyle. Right. right. What What about this? Uh, a lot of people, especially here in the United States, I hear all the time, they are very unhappy with their work. You know, they, a lot of people are still working, but they don't have any pleasure around. How do you see like this kind of like a purpose also around your work, right? Okay. Well, um, uh, the answer is to retrain. To, um, to start something else. I mean, the um, interesting fact is that um, uh, from the, the age of um, 55 to 65 is the 
um, time when uh, the entrepreneurs, there are, there are more um, new companies founded by this, in, in this particular decade than any other, which is, uh, which is rather extraordinary because most people seem to think that startups involve just younger people, but that is not the case. If well. you're not happy with your job, retrain and do something else. I mean, there we go. That's uh, that's the answer. But you mustn't forget that retraining continuously. You have to continually learn new things because everything is continually changing, and therefore, learning new things is one of the most important. Um, well, shall we say? One of my main messages is that you can rebuild your body at any age. You can learn something new at any age, and you can start a new life at any age. Right, right. and that's actually my next question for you here because I was going to to ask you this: Are you living like this way, like uh, forever, or this is like you? From what I hear right now, you're kind of like reinventing yourself with the years. It's not like, oh, I've been doing, you've been doing the same thing since you were born, right? Oh, no, no. I mean, look, um, I've just, uh, I, I, whew, there, there are two things that I'd like to say. The first thing is that um, I, I started, um, I was a rower, as I mentioned, but I started running when I was 95. For the first time in my life, I mean, at school, I was a very slow runner, and and the running was uh, was completely new. And in that um, particular period, that's that's what is it about um, 18, 18, 19 months? I mm -hmm. I've managed to get uh, three British records and two world records. Now, um, this is just to demonstrate that you can learn something new. At, at any age. And uh, what I am doing now is that uh, I am trying to find uh, out all the information that I can possibly can upon um, aging. I'm a member of the Royal um, uh, Society of Medicine in London, and they have uh, magnificent research um, avail uh, availabilities so that they sent me a uh, about um, 40 to 50 um, resumes of um, articles from all over the world every about every three months, and I sift through those and uh, try to get the most modern uh, information that I can possibly hand. But right. the thing that really shocks me is the fact that from the age of about 70, there is very, very, very little. We, and I'm in my age group, I should say 70 to 90 or 70 to 100, we are ignored by research. It is extremely difficult to get a job. And the other thing is that it's extremely difficult to get a girlfriend. Why? <laughs> Because the dating agencies only provide girls up to 70. 
Right, right. I remember when I was reading your article today, that was that was one of your complaints, that they <laughs> just go up to 70. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. And Charles, one of the biggest, like, the questions that I got the most today when I was reaching out to my social media was like, oh, ask him, what does he keeps him motivated? Like, what's his biggest drive, you know? Well, at the moment, my biggest drive is my book. I, I, want, to, I want to publish a book. I want to change the world. Uh, one, of the, one of the most dreadful things that we are doing is, of course, um, retiring. I mean, it's, it's the most, it's, oh, I'm, I have to be very careful what I say, but uh, I, <laughs> I think it's one of the, um, one of the stupidest things that, uh, that have, uh, have ever been um, su suggested. There are all sorts of reasons for this. One of the, you must not forget that we are still hunter-gatherers. Our, our bodies are still that of a hunter-gatherer. And the important thing to realize is that as a hunter-gatherer, the physical movements that you did were extremely varied. I mean, you were digging, you were running, you were climbing, you were carrying weights and so on and so on and so forth. And you were looking for food continuously. Um, as a hunter-gatherer, you never retired. I mean, this, this idea of, of retirement was um, something to deal with the fact that uh, people were getting so old. But it has been an absolute catastrophe from because from about the age of retirement, most people suffer from chronic disease. There was, uh, I read a research, 92.2% of people over 65 have one or more chronic diseases. Now, what does that mean? That means that um, uh, you can't cure these diseases. You can just, um, as we say, um, do something about their, their symptoms. But um, the enormous amount is of these chronic diseases is absolutely incredible. It, it amounts to 78% of the um, medical costs. Right. Uh, the you know as well as I do that the medical costs are skyrocketing and they're going to go on skyrocketing because people are still retiring and they are still living longer in spite of the fact that they have chronic diseases. And the other thing is, is of course, coupled with retirement, is this pension disaster I mean, all you've got to do is, is to look at what happened in Detroit. 50% 50, 50 of, the, of the town's debt was, was due to pension liabilities. Look at the pension liabilities of the beautiful city of Chicago. It's absolutely unbelievable. And uh, unless we really do something about it, that we improve our health in old age, my grandchildren will live in poverty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big drive. Thank you so much for doing this work. And Charles, so how do you handle, like, you're very different from most 90 years old people. Like, how do you handle this? Your friends, like, being around people who are not on the, not on the same 
paged as you are, not just health, but also you know, a lot of people are retired by that age, right? Or, you know, so how do you handle this in your friendships nowadays? Well, um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, relatively easy because um, I have very, very few friends that are retired. Most, mm. most, of, most of my friends are, um, are younger people. Right. It doesn't have to be the same age, right? Uh, now, I agree. Now, look, um, they, are, they are very, very, you are very right. There are very, very few people of my age that are healthy. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's an enormous, it's an enormous problem. And, and of course, uh, we haven't mentioned this, but, of course, diet is, uh, is another, um, uh, let's just say, nutrition is uh, something uh, extremely important. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit later about your diet. But before that, I have a, like a selfish question here. It's a, for, for me, this one. Uh, I have something, you know, like one of my goals, my vision in life is to live at least to 100 years old. I don't know how, you know, we never know those things. But I, I write it down every day on my schedule. I have an uh, agenda here and I write it down every morning, like how many days I've been here in this planet and how many days are left to my 100 years uh, anniversary. So today I, I, I write it down and it's 10,875 days since I was born and 25,650 uh, days to my 100th birthday, right? Okay. So my question for you is, how do you compare like your feeling, not just physically, but also like mentally and spiritual from when you are, I'm on my 20s right now and you are on your 90s? Like how do you compare this journey from 20 to 30, 40s, you no know, until 90s? Well, of course... Um we we change and of course we also adapt to our environment that is to say the environment that i had when i was in my 20s and 30s was com is completely different to anything that uh, is uh, comparable to today's environment so uh, we continuously um, change and we adapt to the uh, new changes. One of the huge changes that is coming towards us is, of course, the digital revolution, and uh, we will we will have to um, adapt to that to uh, find uh, find something uh, find something new how to how to combat that, but. Um, the longer I live, the more that I feel that um, it is very, very conceited for human beings to call themselves homo sapiens. Now, um, we, we have done so many stupid things and are continually doing stupid things such as um, so we say we are destroying our environment, we are destroying our planet, we are destroying other uh, living um, uh, creatures. Now, in my opinion, no sane animal would do anything like that. And we are always experimenting, doing different things. And uh, when that happens, uh, then we have... Um, unexpected uh, consequences which can be quite serious 
Right. Now, this has this is one of the things that happened about uh, ten thousand years ago when we became farmers. Uh, humans uh, decided that uh, living the life of a hunter-gatherer was just too tough, and so he started uh, domesticating animals and he started uh, growing his own food, and that meant that he had a staple diet, which means that he no longer had the huge variety of food that he had before, and the other most devastating thing that happened was that he contacted infectious diseases from the animals that um, he uh, um, husbanded, you see. And uh, the result of that was a drop of life expectancy of 20 years. The hunter-gatherers lived to the age of about 40 or had a life expectancy of 40 after farming the life expectancy dropped to 20 and also they had a considerable loss in height and mm -hmm. after 10 years of research and so forth we have managed to combat most of the um, infectious diseases and um, the other thing is that, of course, we have a diet that can be more um, varied. And also, uh, we have increased in height to the same height as we were when we were hunter-gatherers. Apparently, the increase in height has stopped in uh, 1970. But we, right. uh, we are now... Um, shall we say somewhere near where we were ten thousand years ago after after making this uh, extraordinary um, shall we say ex experiment that's mm -hmm. what it amounted to and we are right, right. continually experimenting. Hey, what's up guys? Brunda Gama here, Brazilian Health Nut. And let's take a little break from the show because I want to offer you something very, very special, okay? So if you go to BrazilianHealthNut.com and scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, you find a place that you can claim your free strategy call with me. Or you can just send me an email at bruno at BrazilianHealthNut.com and tell me that you want to schedule your free call, okay? During this call, we are going to develop a strategy that works for your kind of body and lifestyle because remember that we all different. So go ahead and do that now because spots are limited, okay? So now let's get back to the show. Right. right. Yeah, I want to get into the diet in a in few questions. But before that, how do you face the topic of death in your life? Well, death is... Um how shall I put it, uh, something that occurs to all living creatures. It's something uh, perfectly natural. It is um, something that, uh, how, how shall I put it, um, death is something that is can be uh, completely un unexpected or in uh, cases of disease, some diseases, uh, you People are told that they can only live for a certain length of time. But um, death is, should we put it this way, is a part of living. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And another question that I got a lot, Charles, was, oh, ask Charles, how does he, his day look like? How, how is his routine? Like from the time when he wakes up, you know, until like lunch and then afternoon to the time when he goes to bed. Give us like an example, like a normal day in your life. Well, that is, um, how shall I put it, extremely, extremely varied extremely varied now one of the things uh as i as i don't um have um shall we say a job as a shall we say something a like, nine, nine to five <laughs> i i don't have a nine nine to five job as a as a writer as a writer you just sort of write when you uh, when you feel like it and so forth So I I live outside Zurich, and in Zurich I have a very small room that is my office, so that where I have most of my mail and everything sent, so that um, I have to get up and go to the office. It's uh, something that I really don't need, but um, it. It gives me part of the, how shall I put it, of the benefits of having a nine-to-five job that I've got to get onto my little train, I've got to um, change into another train, and then from that train I've got to get into a tram and so forth. And, of course, all this needs a certain amount of physical energy expenditure, which I would not have if I were to sit around all day and uh, do uh, very little. The unfortunate thing about um, retirement is that uh, one says that one should, uh, the idea is to spend more time with one's family. Now, uh, the question is, has your family really deserved this? Mm-hmm. Now, um, as far as my um, day is concerned, I um, I get up in the morning and I and I make my uh, make my own uh, breakfast, and then perhaps I'll I'll I go to the office, and perhaps uh, perhaps I don't, and if in the office I I have a very very small lunch, and then um, I do some work on the on the computer, and then I come back, and of course other other days I I have my my training days at the moment because I uh, tore my um, hamstring muscle. What we are doing now is that we are trying to develop my upper body. And so we have a very uh, severe um, uh, training schedule that lasts about uh, two, perhaps two and a half hours. And um, after that, of course, one needs a uh, recovery period. This is extremely, extremely important. Uh, We're we're getting into, um, I shall put it, the um, exercise now. But um, um, exercise is, is of course, something that... um, takes a lot of time because uh, the uh, my coach has a gym in a place that is uh, quite some distance from where I am and uh, and so if I have a training day it um, practically fills up the whole day for me so mm-hmm. that my days are uh, how shall I put it extremely 
extremely varied. I mean, right. that's the that's the nice thing that uh, there's always uh, there's always something uh, something different um, uh, to look forward to, something different going on. Mm-hmm. You don't have a schedule per se. You're like living your life by design. No, no. That's awesome. Cool. So when you close your TED talk, uh, Charles, you close with this phrase, like the girls doing like some comments. And then you said, if Adam refused the fruit and instead eat the steak, the world would, would be different. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about your diet now. Let's get into this, this part of the, the interview here that I love a lot, you know, talking about nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So tell us a bit about your own diet. Well, the um, one of the oh, actually nutrition is something that should be combined with exercise. According to the exercise that you do, your nutrition uh, should be adapted to it. That is to say, according to the type of person you are, for example. If you are a um, power person, um, then you would um, need more uh, protein. However, if you if you are a endurance person, um, uh, for example, that is uh, somebody would uh, would have a lot of slow twitch fibers uh, in his uh, muscles. If you are an endurance person, you would probably need more carbohydrates, although at the moment this may be slightly questioned. But nevertheless, um, diet is, is something that should be coupled with your, first of all, your genetic type. And secondly, the uh, type of um, exercise that you do. Now, um, at the at the present time, um, my um, I I am into sprinting. I'm I, I like taking part in uh, competitions um, involving uh, short distances. Uh, you see, it um, it seems to have been uh, what, what, one of the things that uh, disturbs me is that people talk about diets. That's to say, that eating the same things. This is something that we should never do because, as I said, we are hunter gatherers, and as a hunter gatherers, you had a huge different variety of food. So it is very, very important to to have a, a huge variety. The other thing to remember is that your um, digestion is carried out by mainly by bacteria in your gut. And the number of bacteria in your gut is greater than the number of cells that you have in your body. So uh, the, because that is the case, different people have different types of bacteria in their gut. So that food that is, uh, shall we say, uh, beneficial for me may not be beneficial for somebody else. It, mm-hmm. um, it all depends um, upon uh, your, gen- as I said, your genetic type and the uh, type of uh, bacteria that you happen to have in your, in your gut. Yes, that's so true. Like uh, I work with people and I can tell you every person is very different. Every person has their own genetics like you just said and every person has their own lifestyle. Some people are, like you said, they are 
practicing a lot of sports, doing more powerlifting. Other people, no, they're just walking. So we have to see the individual as a whole, like, you know, cannot just say like, oh, do this to everybody's going to work. So it, has your diet changed throughout the years? Like, you know, when, when you, let's say when you're on your 20s, Compared to now, oh, yes. like, how how does it? In, in, enormously, of course. Uh, yeah. In 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 uh, my twenties and so forth, the uh, uh, how shall I put it? When I was uh, when I was a young man, for example, we only had uh, citrus fruits um, just about once a year. For example, I mean that is that is just uh, w one example. Our our diet would uh, change according to the uh, time of the year. At that particular time, you, um, uh, you, you, you didn't have the type of fruit that you can buy today all year round and so forth, that you have to um, ad adapt to the uh, particular type of uh, food that was available. Um, but um, what I have been doing is, of course, uh, continually trying to experiment with, uh, with myself. And uh, I was, of course, caught up with this idea that uh, fats and things are bad for you. And so I tried to cut out uh, dairy, um, dairy foods. But the result was that uh, I think that was one of the reasons why I suffered severe cramps in, in my legs, probably due to a lack of um, calcium. Mm. And um, But uh, you see, the, one of the most important things to remember is that as you get older, you suffer from sarcopenia. That is to say, that you lose muscle mass and muscle strength. And um, at a rate of about, it starts at about, um, shall we say, at about 40 to 50. And uh, at, at a rate, um, there are a lot of estimates uh, from about uh, half a percent to one percent or even more per year. So that when you're about 85, you probably have lost about 50 percent of your muscle mass which may or may not have been replaced by fat. And mm -hmm. so, um, obviously, in old age, one of the most important things to do is to get rid of the fat and to rebuild your muscle. Now, yeah. you can only uh, re rebuild your muscle with additional protein because in, in old age, um, the protein synthesis is reduced. So um, what I do is that uh, I, I take, uh, you know, these sort of um, um, shakes, body bodybuilder shakes, um, and uh, they mainly contain uh, whey uh, protein. And uh, the other important thing is that um, there's an um, amino acid called leucine, and um, that is what, one of the most important um, amino acids uh, to, uh, to build muscle. And yeah. the difficulty, of course, is the fact that in order to build muscle, you have to train your muscles to exhaustion. And that is, of course, something uh, very, very difficult to do. There is a, a, a research of trying to find different ways around this. There's a uh, sort of um, 
Like, like resistance training, right? That's uh, the best way we c we can do this nowadays is with uh, lifting weights either at the gym or, or your own body. I want to ask you a little bit about the, your exercise routine. But before that, you remind me to ask you about this. Do you have any like supplementations, like the supplements that you take besides whey protein? Um, oh, yes. Uh, first of all, um, the interesting thing was that as I w when I was a rower, I was, I was, of course, always outdoors. But um, when, when I started uh, uh, rebuilding my body, um, I trained in a gym. And um, that simply meant that I had a um, vitamin uh, D deficiency, which is extremely common amongst older people because simply that they don't get out in right. the um, in the uh, uh, in in the fresh air in the, in the sunlight often enough. And so, uh, for example, um, I I I have to take vi vitamin D. Um, the other thing that I take is um, vitamin E because there is some suggestion that uh, vitamin E helps um, with um, muscle uh, building. And then, of mm -hmm. course, um, omega-3. Omega Those okay. are the uh, three things. Now... Um, for a certain part of the training, I, I may take um, carnitine. That's uh, something that is supposed to give you uh, more uh, power. But um, with a lot of other amino acids, um, some of them work beautifully with some people, but uh, not, not at all with others. And uh, one of the huge problems that we have as far as building muscle is concerned is that uh, it um, depends upon uh, genetics. It seems that um, there are some people that are what they call non-responders. That is to say that they can go into a gym and they can lift all the weights they want, but nothing happens. And that, unfortunately, is about, um, according to uh, Professor uh, Timmons, uh, is about um, almost 20%. Um, so it is extremely difficult for some people to build muscle in old age. On the other hand, you can say that most of us, that's to say about 80% of us, are still capable of building muscle in old age. The other interesting thing is that we can change the type of muscle fibers, you see, because you have different types of muscle fibers, and uh, some of them are fast twitch and the others are slow twitch, according to, uh, shall we say, whether you do um, a, a, a type of endurance or whether you do a type of um, power uh, mm -hmm. exercise right. so before before I ask you some more questions about uh, exercise I have one more question regarding your your diet what are the things that you try to avoid the most when you're looking into what you're eating and what are the things that you try to have the most what I definitely avoid anything that has been sweetened I also try to avoid uh, things that have been manufactured shall we say poof um, <clears throat> most of the things nowadays 
most, most the problem is that a lot of the things are manufactured with other words i i like to uh, concentrate on uh, fresh uh, foods as uh, mu much as possible but uh, due to the fact that uh, i want to build muscle obviously I uh, try to aim for a protein-rich diet. Now, the thing is that if you if you have a protein-rich diet, you um, your body may become too acidic. And um, the interesting thing is that one of the ways to prevent that is to is to eat fats. Now, at, at the moment, I am on really on a sort of fatty diet. And mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, interesting for me because if I when I go into a grocery store, it's very difficult to find things that are really fat because uh, every, you, it's, it's all sort of skimmed milk, semi fat, half fat. Most uh, most uh, foods seem to have the uh, fat removed. But uh, I like things like uh, fatty bacon or, or um, butter, um, cream. And um, to my surprise, this uh, seems to be something like the uh, Aitken's diet. But it's um, something that, uh, how shall I put it, I've uh, stumbled upon in, uh, in my um, research that uh, um, if you do consume a large amount of protein, you have to test your urine on a regular basis to see whether you are too acidic or not. And then, of course, if you are too acidic, you can also uh, take uh, some sort of uh, um, base um, minerals. You can, you can get this uh, in, a, uh, in a pharmacy, but it's definitely something that, uh, that should be that should yeah. be washed. And the other thing is, of course, as I noted uh, before, an enormous amount of variety in your food. Right. Yes. yes, I talked this, about this all the time, about kind of like rotating a diet. For example, today in the morning, I had some uh, eggs with bacon, coconut oil, and butter. So very fat and very um, rich in protein as well. And sometimes I just fast, sometimes I eat some nuts and seeds. I'm always like trying to change uh, my diet um, week, you know, on, a, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis pretty much. And I never eat the, the same things over and over again. I think that's super important because nowadays people are just getting the same kinds of food and very short amount of food, like species, right? Like 10 species the most. There was some research talking about well, while back in the days people would have more than 80 kinds of species into their life right so that's a huge difference cool thank you so much for sharing that so what so let's uh, get into a little bit of, about your exercise routine so you told me, me that you're doing some resistance training and you're also doing some sprinting and i think that's awesome like not many people are doing sprinting that's something that i bring to a lot of people doing some high intense interval training with sprint so can you uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in terms of exercise uh, uh, well, as far as sprinting is concerned, it's um, it's rather, for me, um, interesting because I read a report that um, high-intensity uh, interval training is uh, beneficial for your heart. Now, um, one of the things that uh, we have to recognize is 
that due to the fact that our bodies are designed for so many different types of movements, if you, if you, um, uh, shall we say, um, take up a certain sport, you will uh, do the same movements over and over and over again, and that is something that you, that your body is not designed for. And the result is, of course, um, injuries. Right. right. Uh, chronic. When you're doing just something chronic, you end up having some problems, yeah, right? Well, it's just doing, doing, doing the same thing. I'll give you an, an example in uh, Sochi, in um, Russia, at the uh, Olympic Games. An extraordinary amount of athletes had uh, injuries. Twelve percent, twelve percent had injuries, and eight um, percent had um, infections. And the reason that uh, that these people get infections is that after a um, strong uh, training period, your resistance is reduced for a certain period of time. Um, it can last perhaps an hour or two, but um, immediately after training, you should avoid, of course, contact with uh, anybody that has a cold, for example, uh, because um, the danger is that uh, you will uh, you will get the cold. The exercise in itself does increase your uh, resistance uh, to um, infections. If on on infections, the point is this: that as you get older, your resistance is is uh, re reduced, and um, it 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 simply means that uh, when you have a cold, it lasts longer. I I can remember uh, in my late eighties when I had a cold, it it would last for um, three weeks, but. Something extraordinary happened. Now, there's no real e explanation for this, but from the age of 80, um, I am now um, approaching 97. I have only had in that period um, two colds, where wow. previously I would have a cold every year. Now, we don't know whether something happens to your body at the age of 90 or whether it simply was perhaps because at at that at that point um, at about uh, eighty nine my uh, body was completely rebuilt, so uh, we don't really know um, um, the situation. But as far as um, training in older people is concerned, um, uh, the most important thing is, of course, um, muscle uh, uh, building. Right, I, like we talked about before about your strength training yes. to keep it up the, the muscles, right? That's right. And uh, yes. but the uh, um, I'm I must tell you this as I as I said I I did an an, an enormous amount of um, of rowing, and uh, perhaps I was. Uh, rowing almost every year in, in a competition for about 30 years. Now, that is, of course, something um, that uh, my body was not designed for. And uh, as a result, I 
I developed some slight heart arrhythmias and uh, back problems. Now, we got rid of the back problems with training, but my um, heart ar arrhythmias have been um, almost uh, eliminated uh, due to uh, sprinting. And um, uh, that is uh, nothing else as, as high intensity interval training, which I am uh, convinced is um, ideal for um, people of older age, especially, of course, if they have the genetic type of um, being a, a power person. You see, your yeah. genetics determined what type of muscle fibers uh, that, that you have. The right, right. One of the reasons that I started um, sprinting was the fact that when you look at sprinters, you see that the uh, people that sprint for short distances um, have muscle. So we say Mr. Bolt, for example, has, has muscle. But when you look at the, um, shall we say, marathon people that run marathons, they're just matchstick men. They, 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 they have no, no muscle whatsoever. And therefore, in, in older age, in my personal opinion, um, running a, a marathon is not something advisable because um, the distance is so long that you not only um, burn all your fat, but you also burn muscle mass. Which, yes. which is um, something that, of course, for an older person is certainly not advisable. I would like to recommend people over 50 not to take part in a marathon, but uh, there seems to be sort of some... Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you want to keep our muscles up. That's what's up, guys. <laughs> so, Charles, uh, besides work, besides, you know, not retiring, that's super important, never, ever, right? Besides your diet that you talk about and exercise, what else do you think it is important to have, like, a healthy, long life? If you can, st if you can still work, if you can work, learn new things, if you have a healthy diet, and uh, if you do sufficient exercise. Now, by the way, I mean, um, the amount that of exercise that one should do in older age is awesome. I mean, it's, you, you have to do an, an enormous amount. And uh, the unfortunate thing is that the, uh, we, you know, the health people talk about inactivity. It's from the age of about 65, 70 onwards that inactivity is um, the most prevalent, but yet nothing is done about it. And as, as I said before, we are a neglected um, part of the population. There are about uh, 2 million people, 90 plus in the USA, and there are about half a million in, the, um, in England, in the United Kingdom. Uh, and we know nothing about these people. When I go to a doctor, he hasn't got a clue what my maximum heart rate should be. He hasn't got a clue what my testosterone 
production should be. <sighs> the medical profession knows nothing about us. Nobody knows anything about us. And mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 want to, I want to change all that. And I want to change the fact that unless we do something, we are heading for this financial and uh, social disaster because our health systems cannot cope in the future. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes, that's so true. A uh, couple of, of last questions here for you, Charles. How do you like handle the topic of stress? And do you use any meditation, like visualization in your life? Stress? Um, I am of the um, opinion that um, stress is, is an important part of, um, of, of living. We need, we need stress. Um, one of the huge advantages of a sport, I've talked about the disadvantages, which of course is the prevalence of uh, injuries. The advantage of sport is that, um, first of all, that you uh, will train more if you are preparing for a competition than if you are not. And the other thing is that you get your adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. Now, um, as a hunter-gatherer, we were continually subject to adrenaline rushes. We were either hunting or we were hunted. And today, of course, one tries to get an adrenaline rush watching a, a, a football match, for example. Everybody gets all keyed up. But the most important, the best, the best adrenaline rush that, that you get, which is far better than that watching a football match, is taking part in a competition, trying to win. That is something that is extremely beneficial. So we have, as far as sport is concerned we have the disadvantage of um, injuries that can be often uh, mitigated by um, cross training that is to say that you do more than uh, one particular sport the other side of it is that the enormous benefits that that you get from your adrenaline rushes and your fact that you train more Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you so much. So, if you could back go back in time, Charles, like let's say when you were like on the, in your twenties, what would you say to Charles when he was twenty right now? Um, I I would say, um, Charles, try to focus on something different than just women. <laughs> That, that was all you thought about when you were in the 20s? That's the only thing I had in mind. Nothing else. So life is much bigger than just thinking about a woman. That's what you want to say to us? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So my last question for you here, Charles. Uh, if you have to, besides that, besides that this one you just told us about the, the woman, <laughs> what is another piece of advice that you'd give to people who are listening right now? Well, um, if, you, if you are a um, younger person, the most Im important thing to realize is that you, regardless of who you are, you are full of talents and, uh, and um, 
a great deal of your talents may be hidden, and it is your job to find out what type of talents that you have. So I would encourage everybody, regardless of age, to learn something new. Continuously learn something new. Find out where your talents are. Develop your talents because we need all the brain power and all the talents of everybody on this earth to solve the enormous problems that we are faced with. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome message. Charles, thank you so much for being here with us today. I appreciate it. And you're an inspiration for everybody here who are listening and for me as well. I hope one day to get what you are and with the same uh, health and the same drive that you have in your life right now. Well, you're very kind. Thank you very much. I wish you thank the you. best of luck and I sincerely hope that you will live to 100. <laughs> thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego!